Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me today for Kingdom Rock Radio. It's a brand new season of programming, so I pray that you're ready to dive into the rich Word of God. Here's a sample of today's broadcast. Believe what you said, and I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to do it because I believe you, because I believe what you said. I trust in you. I put my faith in you, and I'm putting my own self and my own family at risk because of what you said. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you again in that glorious, matchless, and majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is truly above all other names, and we give him praise today. And I want to thank you once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today's message is entitled, The Obedience of Faith. Wow. The Obedience of Faith. In this message, you're going to learn how the Father is still providing even during difficult economic times around the world. Let me tell you what the Lord told me. He told me that He is not bankrupt. And because our Heavenly Father is not bankrupt, we're not bankrupt. And I'm telling you, my friends, there is still hope in Jesus Christ. So I thank you today for listening, and you will indeed be blessed. All right, we're about to go into the message in just a moment, but I'd like to ask you, send us a shout-out. Let us know that the broadcast is truly blessing you. Uh, Send your email to media at kingdomrock.org. That's media at kingdomrock.org. Or if you're on the webpage, just click the little link at the bottom of the page, and we'll be so glad to hear from you. Thank you for your time. Well, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Obedience of Faith, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. In Jesus' name, let your heart say amen. amen. Well, open, open your Bibles to the book of Romans, the 16th chapter. We'll start here today, Romans, the 16th chapter. This is thrilling. Uh, often the Lord shows me some things that I have never, ever seen before and when I see things that I've never seen before, I want to go back and get a couple of a couple of witnesses. Some of you are beginning uh, pulpit ministry. You are beginning to expound the word to family and friends. You are beginning actually to study the word of God to show yourselves approved. When you find something in the word of God that you've never seen before, don't run with it. Don't go out and run until you have proven it. The word must be proven. And if it is, in fact, from God, you can find it other places in the word of God. The Bible declares, let every word be established in the mouths of two or three witnesses. So if if you see it once, there are echoes in the word of God. If there are no echoes in the word of God, then you didn't interpret that scripture right. Some would run with the scripture uh, where it says Judas hung himself. Well, maybe that means God said we all ought to hang ourselves. No, 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 no. That's not a teaching of Jesus Christ. There are no echoes there. Are you with me? That's what Judas did. If there are no echoes, there are no echoes. If if there is no resounding sound, then I can assure you it is not from God. I pray you understood that. Romans, the 16th chapter. There must be there must be echoes. There must be resounding sound. Uh, Romans, the 16th chapter, and we're going to look at three verses here, verse 25, 26, and, uh, and 27. Rather, verse 24 through 27. Are you ready? And it reads like this, uh, the King James Version. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. This is his benediction, Paul's benediction to the Roman church. But listen to what it's saying here. This is extremely powerful. It says, now to him that is of power to establish you or to establish you, uh, to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. I want you to notice in the latter part of verse 26, we'll be coming from there today. Latter part of verse 26, the very last part, it says, for the obedience of faith. We'll be speaking from that subject today. The obedience of faith. Say with me, the obedience obedience of faith. The obedience of faith. Now, we're going to have a good time. today. I want to have a good time today. Praise the Lord. I want to have a good time. I want to smile. Can you smile? Come on, class. Can you smile? We're going to have a very good time today. We're going to learn today. We're going to be fully instructed today. And uh, God's going to give us great riches out of his word. All right. We're going to talk today from the subject of here again, the obedience of faith. Now, if you're looking at another translation other than King James, you may see something like this at that phrase uh, to believe and to obey what he says. To believe. God wants you to believe and obey what he says. The obedience of faith. The obedience of faith. God wants you to believe and obey what he says. Say with me. God wants me to believe and obey what he says. Now, that's very key. Now, in these verses of scripture, he talks about um, uh, verse 25. Now, here's one of the reasons here that he wants you to believe and obey. Verse 25 Now to him that is of power or that has the power or that has the ability to establish you according to number one, my gospel, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the preaching of Jesus Christ. In other words, the 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 revealed knowledge of who Jesus is. Uh, These two are going to establish you the hearing of the gospel. The Bible declares that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the hearing of the gospel And the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is that will establish you. Now, this word establish is or establish is very powerful. Hear this. To be established or to establish means to have a firm foundation, to be firmly fixed, to be unmovable, to be unyielding. Are you with me? To be like a mountain that can't be moved. Are you with me? You see, the problem is in today's uh, world is that a lot of us, and even in today's church, unfortunately, a lot of us are not unmovable. The slightest problem, blow, and we're gone. The slightest things happen at home. The slightest things happen on the job. He talking about me. She talking about me. Why are you touching me? Why are you touching me? You touching me. Stop touching me. He talking about me. Pastor, they going to get me. The devil on my back. 
back. The devil in my car. The devil in my pocketbook. The devil on my job. You talking about me? You talking about me? What kind of mess is that? Am I right about it? That doesn't sound like somebody that uh, is established, that is well-rooted, that is well-grounded, that's a mountain. No, no, no. That's somebody that is not established. Are you with me? I love the, word of, I love the way the word of God says it. It says uh, that we be henceforth no more children being tossed about with every wind of doctrine. The slightest thing and we go the slightest thing, and we abandon the faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The slightest thing, and we go from church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. The reason I don't come back, let me tell you, the reason I don't come back down there no more is because they looked at me with cross-eyed. They looked at me all cross-eyed, and that's why I don't come back no more. And this, not and the other. Uh, what, did somebody pull a gun on you or something? No, 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 no. Did somebody threaten your life with physical violence? No, no, no. They just looked at me crazy when I walked in. And I said, I ain't going back down there no more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pastor, I'm going through some things right now. That's why I don't want to come back right now. That's why I can't. Because, you know, I've got to work things out myself. And because I know better than God. So I don't have time to hear the word of God, to hear what God says. Because I want to take matters into my own hand and work on my own mess. What kind of filth and vile is that? Are you with me? Hallelujah. So God wants to establish you. He wants to establish your life. He wants to establish you uh, physically. He wants to establish you financially. He wants to establish you emotionally. He wants to establish you mentally. He wants to establish you psychologically. He wants to establish you socially. He wants you to be like a rock that cannot be moved. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to be moved. But in order to do that, in order to be established, We've got to number one, we've got to hear the preaching of the word of God. Hear the gospel. Number two, have the full revelation of who Jesus is and all that he came to do. And how is that all that wrapped up? All that is wrapped up in the last phrase there, the obedience of faith. Hearing what he said and do it. Hearing what he said and obey it. Now that is all through the word of God. The word of God talks about the obedience of faith or the obedience that is in faith. Whenever you walk in faith for something or stand in faith for something, understand that inside of that, uh, that faith seed, if you will, there is obedience. There is a command or a demand on you to do something. People say, well, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. I believe God. I'm standing in faith for my finances, of course, we can talk about that because we're in this uh, the, the country, the world, for that matter, is in an economic uh, up- upheaval. They don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. So a lot of people are saying, I'm believing God for my finances. I have faith that God's going to deliver me financially. But if we truly have the faith that can uh, subdue the faith that can quench the fiery darts, the faith that can open up blinded eyes, the faith that can cause a lame to walk, the faith that produces miracles. If we really have that faith, then inside of that faith, you will find obedience. 
I guarantee you, there's something for you to do. Now, as the Lord revealed this unto me, and I pray you hear what we're saying. We're going to go through other scriptures to back, what I, back up what I'm telling you. There in the body, in the, or we could say in the halls of the church, those that would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Listen, now, uh, there are different types of faith. Uh, the, the Lord Jesus talks about um, great faith. He talks about little faith. And he talks about no faith. Why is it that you have no faith? Okay? Different degrees of faith. And your faith, for one thing, may be extremely strong, but another area, it could be extremely small or non-existent. You could really believe God for healing, and you could go forth and, and pray and people be healed. Your faith is built up very strongly there, but in areas of finances, uh, you really don't. You can believe that God will actually hear your prayers when you pray, and you've got strong faith over there. But in the areas of finances or relationship, you have none, little or none. You can be a powerhouse over here and have very little or nothing over here. And it confuses people why God will hear their prayer, why they can go and pray for the sick and why they can do all this other stuff and see miracles all over here. But in this area over here, they're not seeing anything. Amen. That means that is true because you have not developed your faith in that area. You haven't developed your faith in that area. Here's one point the Lord brought out to me. There are a lot of us that have um, bailout faith. A lot of talking news about bailouts. A lot of us have bailout faith or, or uh, faith that God would miraculously deliver us out of a financial disaster. Every time we say, well, I need my light bill paid. I don't know how it's going to get paid, but I really believe that God's going to swoop in like Superman and deliver me. He's going to really pay this bill. He's going to meet this need. Oh, I know it is. You've got the faith. You've got that bailout faith that God's going to bail you out every time. And we've seen it. Anybody seen the bailout faith come to pass? You've seen God do it time after time after time after time again. He got you out of that mess. As long as you call upon him, he will deliver you every time. But one thing some of us or most of us are lacking is a sustaining faith. The faith that keeps you out of that situation. Are you with me? That faith is a little bit more costly. It's a little bit more costly. Requires just a little bit more. We can have the bailout faith, but most of us are not clear on a sustaining faith. How to sustain and how not to get in that situation again. As we're talking about finances, what would be the sustaining work? What would be the, what would be the obedience of faith in that area? Well, the Lord said, if you tithe, you take a tenth, take a tenth of your earnings, lay in store the first fruits, the first portion uh, of your income. God said, if you lay that in store for me, then I will open the windows of heaven. You know this out of the book of Malachi, the third chapter. Then I will open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. I'm going to rebuke that devourer for your sake. Your vine will not cast your fruit before the time in, the, in its field. And, and you're going to be a delightsome, a delightsome land. In other words, people are going to call you blessed. They're going to really call you blessed. He said, if you render the offering, if you, if you give uh, so bountifully, you're going to reap. Bountifully, See, these, these are the works of the sustaining faith that demands an action. Are you with me? By doing this, by employing our faith in this area, we won't need to be bailed out. 
time after time after time after time. Now, different situations will arise in our lives and we'll always need to call upon the Lord for help. Always. You will always need to call upon Jesus for help. Always. 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 But it was not God's intent to always, every month, have you in a bailout plan. Most of us live from bailout to bailout, from bailout to bailout, from bailout to bailout. We don't know what the light of day looks like anymore. We live under a cloud, under a, some sort of shroud or covering that all we know is God help me to get out of this, to make it through this. We prayed that prayer so long that it's engraved in your heart. We know how to pray a bailout prayer. We know how to ask God to deliver us and God will miraculously deliver you. But do you know how to sustain? Are you with me? Obedience is better than sacrifice. If we would just obey what he said. You see, because that's God's plan to establish you, to make you like that rock of Gibraltar, Gibraltar, so to speak. He wants to establish you. You are a city that's set on a hill that cannot be moved. I mean, you're going to be seen. You're that city. You're that place. You're the one that everybody's going to call upon in their time of, in their time of need. Those are unsaved. They're going to call on you and ask you for help. Can you help me in this area? Can you this and that and the other? You're the one. You're supposed to be the Joseph. You're supposed to be the Joseph. In the story, not the slaves that come to Joseph. You're supposed to be the one that has the grain stored up. Stored up that Egypt can come to, that people from around the world can come to for grain. You're supposed to be one that, that, that has the wealth stored up, that, that, that will have the love stored up, that will have the joy stored up. You're the one that is meant to be that rock, that solid place. That people can come to in their time of need. But what's happening? Most times we are emotionally bankrupt. Can't give anybody anything else. I don't have anything for you. Sorry. Come back some other time. You with me? I'll wait till y'all finish back there. Praise the Lord. Most times we are emotionally bankrupt. Got nothing else to give anybody else. We don't have peace, so we can't give peace. So full of hate and rage, we can't give love. Are you with me? Let's not even go to the financial arena. Some of us don't even have $5 to give to somebody else. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That is not the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. We've entered the time, we told you before, in Psalms 1, how we would be trees planted by the rivers of living water, and we will be sustained in a time of drought. We will be sustained by the underground stream, and our leaves will not wither. We're still going to bring forth fruit in our season, and whatsoever we do is going to prosper. That is the word of God. The Lord, let me tell you what the Lord told me. He told me, whispered in my ear as I was seeking him, seeking his face. He said to me, I'm not bankrupt. He said, I'm not bankrupt. It is the world system that's bankrupt. The Lord said, I'm not bankrupt. I still have more than enough. I still have plenty. I still have plenty. 
But the problem is, is that because we have not been obedient in faith, we are washing away with the worries of the system. Understand, there is a worry that is upon man, the spirit that has been released of worry and fear, not knowing what's going to happen next, not knowing how I'm going to get this bill paid, not knowing this and not knowing that. And, and, and I hear saints say, oh, everybody's got it hard. Everybody's get it hard. It's a hard time. It's a hard time. Everybody's got it hard. What do you mean everybody's got it hard? In that system, maybe, but not in this system in the kingdom of God. God said, I got plenty. I got more than enough. I am not bankrupt. God is not bankrupt. Your God is not bankrupt. Let me tell you that. God is not bankrupt. Hallelujah. He still has the ability to show you where that fish is that has the money in his mouth. He still has that ability. He still has a ram in the bush. He still has a cattle on a thousand hill. He still has it. He still has the ability to, if you give to him in the time of drought, a time of famine, he still has the ability uh, to not let your oil run out or your meal run out. He still has the ability to supply for you when everybody else goes without. He still has that ability. But if we are not obedient in faith, then we will be washed away in the worry of the world system. You get to choose. You get to choose whether you're going to be Joseph or whether you're going to be one of the ones that come to Joseph. You get to choose. Isn't that wonderful? You get to choose. You get to decide. But if you say you want to be Joseph, then be prepared to store up. If you say you want to be Joseph now, then you understand you're going to have to put back part of what you get up. You're going to have to give that to the cause of the Lord. You can't eat everything you get when it hits in your hand. If you say you want to be Joseph, there is a price to pay. Understand now, if you sacrifice now, you can enjoy later. If you sacrifice now, you can enjoy later. But if you, but if you only enjoy now, you're going to be sacrificing later. Are you with me? If we sacrifice now. Now, I'm not talking about uh, doing better budgeting. Of course, that is a part of it. Being a better steward over the resources that God has given unto you. But what I'm telling you that if we obey what God said, just simply obey. Just simply step out on the water and simply obey. Just simply obey what he said. Stop worrying about the consequences. Lord, if I do this, now I have this and that and the other. Leave that up to God. Just simply obey what he said. Take him at his word. Let God worry about what's going to happen next. He said it. He's big enough to handle it. Let him deal with it. You just do what he said. Now the gospel is preached. And Jesus Christ has been revealed to you. So that you may believe and obey what he said. So that you may believe and obey the obedience of faith. And as we obey what he said, not worrying about the consequences. Don't try to outthink God. Just do what he said. When you just do what he said, you will receive the benefits. But here again, church is one of the 
few places that, that I actually know about where everybody sits around and do nothing and expect everything to happen. Yes, yes, yes. We have faith to win the souls, win the lost to Christ. Hallelujah. Brother, if you come to my church, I'm telling you, you won't get saved. Let me pray for you. You won't get saved. But do you have, pay, do you have uh, faith to step out and believe God in your finances? The principle of sowing and reaping works. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and and harvest. As long as it remains, the principle works. It works. Those in the world system know it works. It works. They understand that. That's God's economy. They tapped into it. Even the unsaved know they tapped into it. Are you with me? So God's going to establish you. He's going to establish you through the obedience of faith. Inside of faith, there is a demand. There is a command inside of faith. When you truly believe what is said. See, some of us don't move because we really don't believe. We just really don't believe. If I told you that there was uh, $1,000. Let's make it uh, $5,000. Yeah. If I told you that there was $5,000 taped to the underside of one of these chairs in this room. Any one of those chairs. The moment I said that, some of you would restrain yourself for the moment because we're in service. But the moment there was an opportunity, you would go reaching under your chair. The moment my back was turned, If you believe, see, inside of belief or faith is action. And if we say we believe but have no action, you lie. You're deceiving your own self. Because inside of faith is always an action, always a command, something that compels you. There's an an invisible force that compels you to do when you actually believe it. If I told you, by the same token, that under one of these chairs was um, a pound of C4 plastic explosives that was going to explode in the next 30 seconds. Now, if you truly believe that, your belief would compel you to get out of here. Slow mo. Pushing people out of the way. If you truly believed it, it compels you to action. But a lot of us hear the word and uh, uh, why? Because we don't believe it. We say we have faith, but really, you don't. Are you with me? Because inside of that, it compels you to act. Let me show you something in the book of Luke. We're going to get back to, back to this. I want to show you this. Just so many wonderful things. Luke the sixth chapter. Luke the sixth chapter. So many wonderful things. Luke the sixth chapter. Get me a chair, please, if you would, somebody. Luke the sixth chapter. I want to show you this. I want to read this to you out of the Amplified Bible. It reads somewhat similar to the King James. So, uh, just read along with me. Thank you for that. I just need a little bit more space. Listen to what it says. 
Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 46 through 49. Listen to what it says. This is on the Amplified Bible. Are you there yet? Amen. Now, we're listening to do. Isn't that right? We're listening to do. This is not just, I made a statement before, if you hear just, just a plain old pretty song, sometimes we're not compelled to move. We just enjoy it for the moment, then after that it's gone. Okay? Just a plain old pretty song. Oh, it's nice. Eh, what's next? Are you with me? But we're listening to do. Say, I'm listening. I'm hearing. To do. Now listen to what the word says. Verse 46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not practice what I tell you. King James said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? Now look at the, what's called, double enunciation. Lord, Lord. Which implies an urgency. If I come to you and say, stand, stand. You know, I'm looking for you, right? I need you. I need you. There's some urgency that's there. I'm calling you twice. He said, why are you calling me Lord, Lord? Or, or why are you seeking after me? That's what it's saying. Why are you seeking after me? Why are you requiring my attention? And you don't even do what I say. You say you believe in me, but you don't do what I say. It's a contradiction. It's like somebody jumping in the pool, but not getting wet. You say something's wrong with that. It's like you're standing out in the, in the sun, the hot summer sun, and say, I'm not warm. Something's wrong with that. It's like you're standing in the wind, but say, I don't feel it. And you, your hair's not blowing, if you have hair. <laughs> Are you with me? You say, there's something wrong with that. You're in the atmosphere, but you can't feel anything. You're numb. Something's wrong with that. He said, why call you me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? Something's wrong with that. We say we believe him, but if we can actually hear what he's saying and don't do it, you really don't believe. We're not, and these are not condemning words, but this is, this is a self-examination. You need to see yourself in the mirror and evaluate your own condition. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He goes on to say, for everyone who comes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me go back to that point again. You say you believe him. You say you believe, but you don't do. You say you believe, but you don't do. But at the same time, we still expect a result. We say we believe him, but we don't do and expect a result. The father does not want you to be disappointed. He's still able to bring you out, still able to deliver you, still able to free you. His hands are not, his arms are not too short that he can't reach you. His ears are not dull of hearing. He can still hear you. He can still move in your life. But if you don't come with real, genuine faith, you're not going to get the result that you're hoping for. And how do you build real, genuine faith? The Bible says that faith comes by the word, comes by hearing. Right. And hearing by the word of God it's a continual hearing that will build the faith in you. Well, how do you know if you got the faith when you start obeying what it says? That's how you know you actually got it. When most of you in here, all of you that were that are saved right now, that received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some of you will give your life to the Lord in church service 
And when the minister gave the salvation call, you didn't just sit there. No, you believed and did what? You got up. You responded to the call. You moved out on the call. You may have been even at home and, and, and seen an evangelist on television. And the word of God struck you. And you believe what was said. And he said, if you want to pray, put your hands on the screen or raise your hand or, or pray with me. There was a command that went out. And you obeyed the command and you prayed and you got the results. Are you with me? You believe and you obeyed and you got results. You believe and obeyed and got results. You believe and obeyed and got results. But somehow there's a breakdown. The bridge is out. We say we believe, but don't obey, but still got our hand out. And we can't flim flam God. Are you with me? If you truly believe, then there is some action involved with that. He said, why call you me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I tell you? What's, what's wrong with you? You don't practice what I'm saying. For everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house. Now, this is an Amplified Bible. He is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. Hearing the word will establish you. We've already said that, right? Hearing the word of God will establish you. But not only hearing, but doing them. Listen to what he said. He is like a man. Well, that's verse, verse, verse 47 again. How do we get this foundation? For everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them. Hearing them and doing them. Hearing them and doing them will be, your life will be like a man who dug deep and laid a foundation upon a rock. And when a flood arose, the torrent broke against the house and could not shake or move it. Are you with me? Could not shake or move it because it had been securely built or founded on a rock. Now, as you know, the account goes verse 49. But he who merely hears and does not practice doing my words, but he who merely hears. Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, uh, Christian program after Christian program, book after book, tape after tape, CD after CD. He who merely hears and does not practice doing my words is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation against which the torrents burst and immediately it collapsed and fail and the break and ruin of that house was great as we're talking about finances here in this section or talking about emotional your emotion your emotional state or your mental state or even your physical state you will fall unless you take heed to what is being said and you do it you will fall financially in this world, it's very evident. In this system we're in currently, God's going to show himself strong to those that believe. Why? Because it's going to be a brighter light on him. He's going to receive the glory. You're out of work 
and so-and-so is out of work, but all of your bills are still getting paid, your needs are still getting met, they're going to turn to you and say, how is that possible? And you'll say one word, Jesus. And they'll turn their hearts to the one that they know is a provider. No brainer. No brainer. You're living in the greatest time now to see the power of God, to see the wealth transferred right now. Right now. Right now. God says that we must contend for the finances. Contend for the finances. Fight for them. Do what he said. Be obedient to his words. Believe what he said. Do them. Contend. Fight for them. And God said you will reap the harvest that has been laid up for you. You're living, I'm telling you, you're right now living in the greatest time. Right now. Especially financially. As the world is dark financially, the kingdom of God is growing brighter and brighter and brighter. But you're going to have to contend for it. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to give and keep on giving. You have to tithe and, and keep on tithing. You're going to have to pray and keep on praying. And you're going to see the results. You're going to see the results. If you didn't, then our God will be a liar. If there's ever a time for us to prove him, it's now. If there was ever a time to prove him... It would be in the time of drought, in the time of nothing. In the time of plenty, you got a, you got a car, they got a car. What big deal? I got a car too. What's the big deal? In the time of plenty, you got money, they got money. What's the big deal? Oh, I, got, I don't go to church and I got money. I got a job. I don't care about that. But now, you're living in the greatest time. And some of us are falling down right now at the greatest time. Now is the time to sow. Now is the time to give. Not to back up. You're living in the greatest time. But you're going to have to contend for the finances. Because the Father, no sooner than you sow it, no sooner than you release it, it, is, it has been released to you. But you do have an adversary that wants to hold back what belongs to you. And listen, there's no sense saying, the devil's all of my money if you haven't sowed a seed. If you have not released, you're not holding your money up. It's you that's holding it up. But if you know you have been obedient to what God said, then you can go and you can fight and declare, avenge me of mine adversary, avenge me of mine adversary, avenge me of my adversary. You can pull down strongholds and you can, you can declare unto the heavenlies the word of God that you have implemented in your life. Are you with me? Now is the time to stand on a firm foundation. Now, I'm telling you, church, now is the time. Now is the time. Now, I got to close. Abraham, we will look back at Genesis 22. Not going to get it today for time's sake. Abraham believed God. He believed God. And because he believed God, inside of his faith, of course, there is always a command to do. And if you obey the command to do, do, you're going to receive the reward. The Lord told Abraham, go take, his, take your son Isaac, your only son, and go, go up there and, and offer him up to me. I want you to kill him. I want you to perform a human sacrifice for me. Go do it. Abraham said, uh, okay, Lord. 
Abraham knew that God had already promised him that he would be the father of many nations. In the book of Hebrews 11 chapter, it says that he went up there believing that, it, believing that God was powerful enough that if he killed him, he would raise him up and bring him back to life. He believed. He believed so much that even, he believed even to the point of death, he was going, he was going to kill. He raised up the, the knife and he was going to kill his son because God said so. He believed even unto death. Just as he had his hand raised up, an angel cried out, Abraham, Abraham, double enunciation. Meaning this is serious. I'm really trying to get your attention. Abraham, Abraham, don't touch the boy. You've proved something to me. If you're going to be obedient in this, then I know I can trust you with anything else that I can tell you. And what happened? Go ahead and clap. And what happened? God pronounced the blessing. In blessing, I will bless thee. And it goes on. The Lord gives him so many. He pronounces the blessing. He pronounces the blessing. Read it, Genesis 22. He pronounces the blessing over Abraham's life. And from that day forth, from that day forth, he was extremely prosperous even more so. Not even with physical, not just with physical things, but because of what he did that day, the father released he had agreement in the earth. And because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son, the father had agreement in the earth. So he sent his only begotten son. And because of that agreement, because of what Abraham did, that opened the door because of he because he had that shadow in the earth realm that gave the father legal access into the earth realm to send his son. Are you with me? Blessings are released. When we simply hear and obey, especially in difficult times. We talk about the widow at Zarephath there, who is going to get, is going to have her last meal. She's going to eat it and die. And that was going to be it. She and her son eat it and die. Men of God came to her and said, okay. Uh, but the Bible says that before, before that, uh, God was taking care of uh, Elijah there at the brook. And ravens were feeding him. But it came time that the brook dried up and God told Elijah, that uh, I have commanded a woman to take care of you. I've commanded a widow to take care of you. I've commanded, in other words, I've given an order to her to take care of you. She didn't realize it. But when the man of God came and put that demand on her to believe, give it to me first. You're going to make something for you and your son? I understand. Just got enough for two of you? I understand that. But give it to me first. Sow it into the kingdom First, the man of God represents God in the earth. The true man of God represents God in the earth. Do you hear me? The true man of God represents God in the earth. The true man or woman of God represents God in the earth. As you sow it into them, you sow it in, into the Father. He said, I understand you're going to eat. You just got enough of you and your son. You're going to both eat it and you're going to die. I understand that. But give to God first. He gave her that command. And she had to stand in faith to do that. She obeyed that command and she had plenty, plenty from there on from, for many days. The Bible says she and her family, they didn't perish in the time of lack, in time of famine because they had sold a seed, sown a seed. Are you with me? Now, some would say, well, the preacher's trying to get your money. Well, tell you what, next week, leave your purses and pocketbooks at home. Are you with me? That's not my heart to get your money. But what I'm trying to do is to tell you what God said so that we can be obedient to it and reap the benefits. 
Because there are already blessings laid up for you. There are already things provided for you. But we have to contend. We have to press into it. It is the violent that will take it by force. The answer has already been released. No sooner than you prayed. No sooner than you gave of yourself. Gave gave into the offerings this morning. No sooner than you released the tithe. The word has been released. It's been released because God will not be called a liar. Whatever man sows or woman sows, that shall they also reap. God will not be called a liar. You will not be able to say in eternity past that you did this or did that because God said so. You will not be able to say that you did this or that and he didn't do what he said. You will not be able to call God a liar. If you do what he said. And if you contend for it, fight for it. Lord, I, I sowed my seed. And I'm expecting a harvest. I'm expecting that to come to pass, Lord. And I bind and rebuke every satanic or demonic power that would hinder my blessing from coming to me. I come against you, you foul spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak to you as a mountain and I command you, be removed and be cast into the sea. I demand my right. Are you hearing what we're saying today? Because your answer has been released. But you've got to continue in obedience. Continue in obedience. The Lord has it. It's on step three for you. Step one, hear, receive the faith of God. Actually believe. Well, how do you know you pass from step one to step two and because you begin to do it? It begins to flow out of you naturally. Your heart begins to yield to it. What does obedience mean? Obedience is when you yield your will to the will of another. When you yield your will to the will of another. I'm about to close out. Praise the Lord. Some of you need some sleep. Praise the Lord. I'm about to close out. I promise you. Bible closed. Get ready to go. Praise God. I'm going to leave you alone. Well, why am I here today? Why are, we here? why are we in this little box today and not at home, not doing something else? You came today to hear what the Lord had to say, to bring you deliverance in those different areas of your life. It is not God's intent for you to be broke, busted, or disgusted. It is not God's purpose for you to be in lack and suffering in any area. It is not God's intent for you to be emotionally bankrupt. It is not God's intent for you to be mentally bankrupt. Can't give anything to anyone else. It is not God's intent for you to be financially bankrupt. It is not God's intent for you to be without. And I'm telling you now, if you are doing the work, if you are obedient to the Father, and if you're not seeing it, it's time to put on your war gear and fight for it because it has been released to you. It has been released to you. And the more you give, the more you do what God said, it builds up a pressure in the spirit realm that is unparalleled. The enemy may be trying to dam up your blessings, but I'm telling you that dam is about to break. 
Because the more you do it, the more you step out on God's word and say, God, I I believe what you said and I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to do it because I believe you, because I believe what you said. I trust in you. I put my faith in you and I'm putting my own self and my own family at risk because of what you said. You mean to tell me that God's not going to aid those that call upon his name? No, no, no. You won't be able to point a finger at God in eternity past and say, God, you didn't do what you said. No, no, no. Your finger will shrivel up. God will fulfill his word. If you do your part, understand God has already done his part. Are you with me? Your answer is in sowing of the seed. Your answer is in obedience, being obedient to what he said. You need a friend? Show yourself friendly. You need love? What you need? Give it away. Give it out. You're going to see the will of God done in your life. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' name. We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday morning Sunday school. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. Dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7. All are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of his precious spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, just let us know because partnership has its advantages. Until next time, this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Tune in again for the rich word of the Lord. Always remember that Jesus Christ is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.